Are you ready to change your life, your mind, and change the way you see your world? Well, this is the Minds Gym Podcast with myself, Brandon Bickmore, your turbo lover. And here we go. Brandon Bickmore, your turbo lover. This is uh, part two with uh, Lisa Wilson. You're really going to enjoy this episode. It's amazing. So enjoy and have fun. Let's talk about Zach. So you wanted to go to the University of Utah was kind of your thoughts. You're big, huge University of Utah fans in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? I think, um, well, well, no, we were always huge Utah fans. You know, in your little kid dream, and that's what he you know, the jerseys he's wearing, and, and you sit, we sat on the 50-yard line second row next to Coach Whittingham's wife for 20 years, and and I think you always just envision, like, that's just what the next step is, you know, when they're working so hard, um, you know, but like we've talked about, life has a plan for you, and then, and now, after the fact, you know, if we sat down and laid it out, it probably wasn't a good fit for Zach. He's a passing quarterback, and they don't relative you know usually um have that type of offense (laughs) and so i guess whoever higher power the lord whoever chose a different route for him you know to make his talent shine and so that's fine but yes i mean we we had a red flag in front of our house that's what we did Hmm. so now you're excited about the excited the blue flag yeah, we're excited. Is there a blue flag in the front there yard? There is a blue flag in front of my house. <laughs> is there? Yes. Cool. Yes, there's a blue flag and there's a little Love iron it. Y. Uh-huh. So cool. Yeah, that's one thing for sure that I and I got it from my dad. Like we are loyal. I mean, we are yeah. you know, whatever whoever our people are, whatever yeah. our group is, our color, we are loyal, true and true. So yeah, I love that. Um what's your thoughts on um or mike's thoughts maybe how did he feel about that situation i mean it was super weird for all of us you know i mean I, we were never like would call out byu fans or say rude stuff or i think that it's just the stigma we just thought byu was a bunch of nerds and they all thought we were trash i mean it just that's how you know utah is they just always and you don't ever really think about it because when you pick a side in this state, it's super weird. Like you just pick a side and that's your side. And um, then all of a sudden, I mean, I don't know if, if you'd read any of the other um, interviews they put out in the paper, but we were committed to Boise State because it was the closest to home. You know, um, Zach's just a home kid. He just likes it here. He wanted his um, connections to be as close to Utah as possible. Um, we have a huge family. We have like 60 three family members, so he wanted to be around here. And um, so we were committed to Boise State, and then Kalani calls us, like, literally two weeks before and says, um, and I walk in the house, and Mike said, Kalani wants to talk to you. And I said, yeah, well, screw him. It's <laughs> yeah. actually what I said. Really? I said, I'm not going to go talk to him. I said, he waits until now? Like, because I'm so loyal that we were so in on Boise. I mean, we'd had those people come to our house for dinner. We'd, we'd been up there five times. I had a Boise flag. I had 
you know, I mean, $1,000 worth of apparel. I mean, we were all in. And so for him to to come to us at that point, I mean, I wasn't really happy, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was, sure. and I let him have it when we yeah. went down there. How'd that I mean, conversation I go? We were there five hours. Really? And he was, he apologized and he said he was sorry that he's always loved Zach, but um, Ty Detmer was there and Ty didn't love him. Mm. It was Ty that didn't want Zach. Mm. And as soon as Ty was gone, they called Zach the next day and mm. said, you're the one we want. And then, you know, kind of went from there. We went and met some of the players, just great kids. <laughs> I mean, just great guys. And they're not all LDS, mm-hmm. but sure. just great people. Good kids. Uh-huh. Because that's who, you know, Kalani's drawn to. And um, spending the day with them and then realizing that, you know, Zach could come up and spend every Sunday with me. You know, we went home. We thought about it as a family. You know, we made a pro and con list um, <laughs> that they, it was pretty funny. I was doing an interview. I was, it wasn't an interview. It was at Zach's hat picking thing where he committed. And um, it was, I was talking to a reporter, and I didn't know I was. I was talking, and I just talked to anybody, you know me. And um, he said, so how, how did you guys decide you could do this? And I said, no, we had a family meeting, and we all sat down, and we said, okay, let's make the pros and the cons at BYU. And it was literally like amazing education, great degree, you know, close to home. Everyone can go watch. You know, he can share his success with the family, which was super important to him. Um, and all of his connections, BYU has great connections after college. And, and the, the only con was we hate BYU. <laughs> it was literally like, we hate them. How are we ever going to put that Y shirt on? And I'm not going to lie, like the first time we put it on, it felt like it was burning our skin a little bit. <laughs> it was super weird. And it took Mike a minute to get one on. It really? did. He used to say, I'll wear a blue shirt, but I can't put a Y on. I can't. And then... Are you kidding? Like it took ten minutes instead yeah. of one for me, you know. And it's your boy. You guys look good in blue, though. Yeah, I like. I, it. I think I look better in blue than I red. I do too. I like your red, guys' look. Yeah. Sure. And now I have everybody in. I mean, ev- even my brother, who actually um, donated millions to start the lacrosse program with you, he was in a Y Cougar shirt yeah. on Saturday with Wilson one on the back. Cool. So cool. And they they go to every game. So yeah. in fact, he. They fly with us. Oh, they really? went to Tennessee. They go. They went to UMass last year. They're going to Florida. That's so fun for you guys. Yeah. What a neat awesome. experience. And this is I love it. kind of just a side note, but it's actually brought my family so much closer together. It's not that we it. weren't. Yeah. My brothers are like these multimillionaires off, you know, doing their thing. And um, I have a brother that's in Seattle that years would go by and I wouldn't talk to him. He's kind of... Um, you know, doing his own. And um, Zach just brought us all back. I mean, I talk to my brothers almost daily, if not every couple days. Or, so cool. Yeah. So we're like super all tight now. Yeah. We have a, a text group. We all talk every day. Neat. Brought yeah. the pack back Brought together. Brought the pack back together. Yeah, it's good. so fun. Um, what do you think about Coach Whittingham? Um, I think he's a great guy. I have nothing really against um, Whit as far as... Um, a person or a coach, really. You know what I mean? It's Zach's journey is Zach's journey. You know what I mean? So how do I go? Obviously, you know, that's where he was meant to go. And so then I hate wit. No. You know what I mean? That's It's fine. Um, you know, there was a time we, we felt like he 
didn't even look at Zach. And that was the problem I had. Yeah. You know, if he were to, we're 20 minutes down the road. I mean, we had coaches flying in from Iowa on private jets. We had people flying in from, you know, um, Washington, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't drive 20 yeah. minutes to watch him throw a football. Yeah. That, to me, especially when my husband played for him, he was his defensive coach, um, my husband has helped him coach at um, Utah football camps, little kid football camps for years. Um, so I just think there's a respect there. Sure. And I felt like if he would have just come, watched him, and said, you know what, he's not what we're looking for, I would have been totally at peace. Mm-hmm. But that fact that he didn't respect my husband bothered me a lot. Why do you think there was no interest um, in Zach for Utah? And this is my own opinion, and so people can take it or leave it, but where they wouldn't even look at him, I just think that a lot of the higher programs, like in Pac-12, you know, they get so hung up on um, these, there's these high schools in California, San Clemente, um, Centennial, um, my opinion, so I can, <laughs> people can say what they want, um, people will move them there so their kids can play at these high schools well, then everybody on the team is D1. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the receivers are D1. The quarterback's D1. Your line is D1. Well, of course the quarterback looks amazing. Of course he's going to get labeled as a five-star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? Sure. Now, you go to a school where you don't have all those D1 players. Zach had to become a, a dual threat because he had, had no choice. And Zach is a playmaker. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to... Um, He's not going to just go, well, that sucks. And, right. you know, I, I'm going to do everything I can to make a play happen. And, and so it's strange to me that they just go after these, these kids at these five-star high schools. And, and some Utah fans blew me up and said, well, we have lots of local kids here. Okay, you've never had a quarterback from Utah. Yeah. You know, the skilled guys, they go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, but hmm. – and that's Okay. Sure. He's the coach. He can do what he wants. Yeah, do whatever he wants. Yeah, I just wondered. I don't think yeah. I ever asked you that but question But with the before. whole Tuttle thing, you know, I hope it changed him a little bit. I hope next mm-hmm. time he goes, you know, let's see who's on our back door, you know, mm-hmm. out the back door. Let's see who, I mean, they don't realize, and this is Kalani's thing. Kalani takes a lot of Utah kids, but his theory is kids are happier, their grades are better, they play better when they're surrounded by family and friends. They yeah. just are. Sure. You know, how many times do you see kids go off to Stanford or wherever, and they're kind of depressed. Like, they don't do well. They really struggle. Um, so I just think he should maybe maybe look here. For sure. And then if he can't find yeah. who he's looking for, then then head out. Yeah. I thought <laughs> it all along. It was kind of weird when, you know, when you and I were chatting Yeah. the process, and they weren't showing any interest yeah, in Yeah, like out. none. Like, to the point where and my husband would call him, and he had no idea he even had 17 offers. Like, didn't even know. He had one. Yeah. Like, do a little homework, dude. Yeah, it's amazing. But Well, they missed out. I think, but I, I also think. think Zach's where he's supposed to be. Supposed to be, yeah. That, I that's think. what's so cool, too, is uh, it's, you can't argue with reality. No. Or you'll lose. Yep. Every time, and Zach's in the right and spot. And it is a perfect spot for him. I believe I mean, too. I think he's, he's giving them um, light at the end of a tunnel. I think that he's breathing new, fresh air into that program, mm. you know, People are believing again. Yeah, I for sure. Um, 
I know a lot of people are watching BYU football that didn't watch yeah, BYU football exactly. a couple of years ago. Yeah, ESPN calls him must see TV. Yeah, I've heard. <laughs> yeah. And then now they're comparing him to uh, Johnny. He just laughs. He's like, oh, geez, whatever. He didn't even know that until a reporter brought it up because he doesn't read any media. Johnny football. Zach can move, though. Manziel. <laughs> or Manziel, yeah. He's got, he can yeah. move. His awareness is incredible in the pocket and stuff. Yeah, he can definitely. He's fast. He's fast. How and he's fast shifty. is he in the 40, do you know? Oh, geez. I'd have to ask Mike. Quick. He is fast. He's really elusive. He's really shifty. Um, there's a little video on YouTube, if you Google his name, he's like eight, and he totally jukes out like ten guys to make a touchdown. Like every time you think he's down, he pops back out. It's pretty funny. So it's kind of a thing he's always been good at. Cool. So we talked earlier, so you're, you're pretty excited. No regrets about the Utah no. BYU. Happy that No, Zach's we're good. With BYU. We are very good. Uh-huh. Cool. What about when you're sitting in the stands and you're worrying about each and every one of those little athletes you have out there, Zach's games, Josh, Micah? Um, what are you thinking when you're sitting there? Um, it's definitely harder to watch a quarterback than a linebacker because linebackers, you're kind of like, baby, go knock someone down. If he doesn't, no one says a word. If he yeah. does, everyone thinks he's awesome. You know, it's like... And so it's much easier on me. A quarterback is just, um, it's rough. <laughs> Nobody knows the routes. Nobody knows who, who made the mistake. Nobody knows who didn't block. At the end of the day, a loss and everything that went wrong is his fault. Yeah, kind of falls on the QB shoulder. Everything's his fault. Yep. Yeah. So it's harder to watch Zach Very hard. than it is to watch uh-huh. Josh. Yeah. It's hard and... You know, he can get hurt. I mean, he's, you know. He's the target. He's the target, yep. And I think that um, he just, as the season starts, they don't, you know, they're not in that mindset of gaining weight, lifting. I mean, because they're all about game strategy and scheme and watching hours of film. And, you know, so when he was at my house yesterday, I was like, dude, you're looking thin, like, I mean, I cooked all day yesterday, like six hours, and took him a whole box of meals. Mm. And I said, I needed a picture every time he ate one <laughs> <laughs> to make sure. And some people may call that a helicopter mom. That's not a helicopter mom. <laughs> that is called, um, I don't want him to die. <laughs> I never, he got a 4.9 in high school, and I never once walked in the school or talked to a teacher. Wow. He had to take care of himself. But in this kind of situation, like, it's literally like he's got to, He's got to keep, you know, mass. fat and mass and mm-hmm. muscle, muscle on or, I mean, he could break his neck. So I does mean, he eat good down there? Because they have a full they do um, food program down there. They can eat whenever, whatever they want, right? They do, campus, but it's like but they they're in charge not? of breakfast, so they don't, you know, he'll run out and then oh. um, they have like a swipe card where they can eat at the place, but it's the same food every day. Oh, so so I think bored. that they get like, Ugh, I don't want really? to eat that again. Yeah, and he really needs um, tons of carbs right now, and he needs tons of fat, yeah. you know, to keep his brain and his mm-hmm. energy. And so I made him a lot of, like, mac and cheese, um, like a homemade one with lots of extra stuff mm-hmm. in it. I made him chicken alfredo. I made him, like, tons yeah. of pastas and, mm-hmm. you know. Trying to beef him up a little, huh? Put yeah. 10, 20 pounds back on him. How yeah. big is he? He's 205. Yeah. 
And I think, I mean, I think Breeze is about 205. So it's yeah. not, it's just I worry about all those, like he needs padding. You know, yeah. when you have more fat and muscle around those joints, sure. it keeps them tight, you know, from moving around. And protects them, right? Yeah. Um, he's young, though, too. I mean, he's yeah. only 19. Yeah, he's I like can't imagine. He's got to be 225, 230 when he graduates. Yeah, we need him a little heavier for sure. Don't you think he'll put on 20 pounds easy? I hope so. Well, see, the other problem is that he was telling me last night because I was getting mad at him, and he's like, Mom, I didn't really have a bulking season. I was hurt. I tried. I was doing rehab, but he couldn't lift like the whole summer pretty much. So usually players will like bulk up all summer. You know, they lift a ton, lift a ton, lift a ton. They're not really running. They're not doing all those things that they burn those millions of calories. And he just didn't have that. I mean, so kind of towards the end, he tried to, you know, do some lifting and stuff. But you have to be really careful not to re-injure. And mm. so... Mm. So it's pretty tough to watch the QB, but you're okay with your linebackers. Just go out and crack somebody. Yeah, baby, just go take them out. (laughs) It was so funny. One time, Josh was like a freshman. And um, so Zach, you know, I knew I'd only had a quarterback so far, so I kind of knew what to save or quarterback or whatever. And all of a sudden, they're like, Josh is in. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Josh. And Josh, like, runs out, and I didn't know what to say. And he'd been changing some positions, and all of a sudden I yelled, Josh is sexy. And so it, like, became this thing that every time Josh would run on the field, everyone would scream, Josh is sexy. Oh. And I think all the girls would agree with you. Yeah, he's pretty. He's a handsome dude. He's a handsome dude. (laughs) He's really charming. We need to get him him to go on a date or dance with your daughter. Oh, my daughters can't date till they're 25. Oh, come on. <laughs> He's a good boy. He is. He's very charming. I'm just kidding. I, I let know. my kids do what they want. I know you do. I saw your daughter at like IHOP at 1.30 yeah. or something. Yeah, I'm kind of like She's you. gorgeous. I'm, I'm She's a good girl. the parent just lets them kind of be and do their own thing. Okay, I'm, but don't I'm you the think non-helicopter that, dad. Yeah, don't you think it's because this is my theory. Naturally, human beings... Young and old don't like to be told what to do. Oh, people hate it. And when you're told what to do, then you fight it harder. Absolutely. So that's why I'm like, okay, just go. You know, I mean, if my kid was like hooked on drugs or something, I'd reel them in. But sure. But yeah, no, it's it's true. But um, I don't know. My girls, they're they're not showing, as far as I know, too much interest in boys. One's fourteen, one's sixteen. And they're adorable, but... They are adorable. I just remember my hormones at 16, and they were out of control. And I'm like, okay, girls, just watching. And their friends come over. We kind of have the party house. Everybody comes to our house and hangs out. We do, too. And we see them all, and they all go home. You probably have one half of Draper, and I have the other half of Draper at my house. Yeah, and it's just all good, but... You know, I'm sure they'll but come they, a day they when they get But they text or something. They yeah. snap or text oh, they or something. they snap nonstop. <laughs> Are you kidding? Well, that's what I'm saying. I One thing I have tried to do is get the phones out of their hands yeah. with, with zero Don't success. Don't you hate phones? Oh, it's amazing. I hate them. I can't believe it. I wish, it. I mean, it's like you have no choice, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah. they would have no friends. But I wish that they would, like, make a law. Everyone yeah. has to get rid of phones. Like, I wish it would be, oh. a, like, a worldwide... I think it, think it would it would create it makes a me sad. World. Does it make you sad? It does, but I also do. I do work on all my negative thoughts, Lisa. So I find a place where I can completely understand it. 
I understand it that we don't have a choice. It's where the world has evolved to. I think where it makes me sad is that I look at our childhood. Yeah. And it was just awesome. It was amazing. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally different. I mean, didn't you like leave your house on a bike and like come home when your mom's screaming your name at like and it's dark, nine o'clock. Yes. You come in with skinned knees and always. Yeah. I mean, we had a sand pit behind us. We'd go play in the canal. We'd play in these yeah. huge sand pits where yeah. Circuit City used yeah. to be in the new Target on seventy two hundred South Thirteenth East. That was just like twenty or fifty yeah. acres of sand. We yeah, lived up there all weekend. And it was legal to go in there. We'd go in there every weekend, play on the machines. Yeah. It's amazing none of us got so I think buried that I, or died. I'm sad that they won't ever experience that kind of a childhood. Yeah. yeah. Their and reality is completely different than Very different. Yeah. I've, I've got a... I talked to somebody this week or something about your phone. Um, talked about... I listened to a podcast with Elon Musk, and he talked about artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. which is kind of like the big brother thing that's going on. Yeah. But I have so many thoughts on this, but um, your phone is an extension of who you are. Mm-hmm. And it actually is thinking for you now. Yeah, I can see that. So you're like, hey, what's uh, 10 times 236? You don't even think or write it down and equate it. You just go to your phone. Yeah. So your phone is like your second brain. So this technology is slowly evolving you out of yourself. Mm-hmm. And so they talked about like in 20 or 30 years, what will that phone do? Because right now, like I'm sure I said, hey, meet me at the podcast and Sandy, did you put the address in your phone? Yeah. Yeah. So we don't even think how to get to no. where we're going. The phone does it for well, us. Didn't you have like a hundred phone numbers memorized in your head when you were yes. a kid? Everybody's. Yeah. I don't, I can't remember anybody's. No, you don't have any. I can't remember anybody's And birthdays. so your phone literally is an extension of you yeah. and is doing your thinking for you. So it's dumbing us down. Yeah. Think I agree. of that. It makes me, I know. But that's where the world is going. And if you aren't sharp on your phone, you're in be- trouble. You're in trouble, and I believe like the sur- the the like Darwin's theory is the the what is it survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. If you don't keep up yeah. with technology, you'll die. Well, yeah. I mean, look I mean, at our parents because you can't hang. Yeah, our parents are like yeah, they're, they're just like, like yeah, barely even exist because yeah. they're not on the internet twenty four seven. I don't know. I've got a whole. I know. Thoughts on that. But think of what that phone is actually thinking for you always. Oh, it does. Everything. Yeah. Like I said, it's got everyone's birthdays in it. It's got yeah. every, all of your schedule. You don't have to do anything. Nothing. Just look at your phone. Yeah. And then look at the social media. Everybody's on social media. Oh, that lady's happy, sad. Yeah, unkind, they're living. Comments, that's what comments. So that's creating your reality because what you're looking at creates your happy and sad. Yeah. Yeah. So who would you be if you put your phone down right. in this day and age? We don't right. even know. We don't even know. Yeah. But what I do tell them in my classes, I say, you know, we we have a habit of like following people that, oh, follow, that's cute, that's cute, that's cute. And then all of a sudden you realize after a few weeks you're kind of feeling down and kind of saddish and kind of, you're kind of like, what's wrong with me? And then all of a sudden you realize I'm following a bunch of 20-year-olds that are super hot with millionaire houses <laughs> and perfect lives and nothing. You think. Well, no, you think, but they that's think. what's yeah. feeding into your brain, right? And I really have no problem with them posting it. You know what I mean? I'm like, post your happy stuff. That's great. But we need to take control of our own happiness, and I need to unfollow those, and I need to follow the 57-year-old that went back to college. I need to follow the 60-year-old that followed her dream and opened a business. You know what I mean? I need to follow Brandon that's doing a podcast. I need to follow the 47-year-old that got in shape. You know what I mean? 
You need to follow the people that are changing lives. Yeah. That's who I follow. And the people in your in your age group, in your, you know, that are making a difference. I always tell people 20 were super, super selfish. 30 were building our families. And 40, you need to change the world. <laughs> right? Yeah. You need to step out of just yeah. your own little bubble and you yeah. need to make yeah. a difference somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So back to your kids real quick. How do you want them to behave off the field? Oh, I'm from the the day they walked in preschool. Um, Mike would always come with me and he'd say, how are their grades or how's this, how's that? And I'm like, all I care about is that they're a nice person. Are they kind? Are they sweet? Do they sit by kids that are alone? Are they disrespectful to you? That's all I've cared about every parent at your conference. That's really cool. Okay, they're going to learn to read eventually. I need to know what kind of human being they are. Cool. And so it's really important to me that they are amazing people. I love that. Yeah, really. Like, all of the other stuff just comes, you know what I mean? But they watch every move you make, you know what I mean? If, if you find, like, a little a-hole kid, they have an a-hole parent. Usually. Just, yeah. yeah. They just mimic what yeah, you do. the apple doesn't far fall from no. the tree. Yeah, I, I tell people often, either do it, you... You, you watch a movie growing up of your parents, right? And you either, mm-hmm. you either get in that movie and do the same or, or you pick exactly a different opposite. movie. Exactly opposite, right. Yeah. Mike picked another movie. Mike's yeah. like super weird. Mike won't even take an aspirin, you know. Yeah. But in like personality traits, you know, if you're kind of a difficult person, hard to play with as an adult, you watch your kids. They're the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? If if um, you're chatting and gossiping and talk bad about people, your little kids chatting and gossiping and talk about people. You know, so just, wow, watch what you do. You know what I mean? Words and actions are powerful. Yeah, very powerful, unfortunately. So do you think any of your kids, your boys, will play in the NFL? Um, Zach might. a crystal ball? Zach might, um, you know, I hope that any of them end up where they want to end up. I mean, if that, you know, if that's their goal. Um, The thing with Zach is, his um, ability to under the, understand the game is like I've, nothing I've ever seen before. I mean, I would put his knowledge about the game of football up against any coach really? in college. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he studies. He breaks down. I mean, but he's watching NFL, college, you know, every, everything he, he mimics. And he has this – my husband talks about this weird – um, kind of a talent that he has that since he was a little teeny boy, we had a little plastic basketball hoop and he would watch the way that a professional would shoot the basket and he could mimic it perfect. Oh. So there's times that John Beck will be training with Zach and he'll say, Zach, have you been watching Drew Brees? And oh. he's like, yeah. And he's like, hey, dude, you're doing this. This is what Drew Brees does. Mm-hmm. So he can mimic you know, certain athletes, um, their footwork, their, and then just understanding, just understanding the game. When he's talking to Mike, I'm like, y'all are speaking Chinese. Like I understand football, but not to that extent. Like I have no idea what they're talking about. That's fun. So he's pretty good at uh, mimicking physical attributes. So if he can, you know, if he doesn't, if he can't stay healthy or whatever, um, it would be a shame if he didn't go into coaching or some kind of broadcast something because he's, very intelligent when it comes to that. Cool. Um, what are you doing uh, for your BYU, your new <laughs> BYU family, to create some awareness and maybe to get them 
up to date and up to speed. You talked, I think, about trying to get a little tailgating thing going. Yeah. You doing any of that? Yeah, I'm doing, doing a lot doing? of that. And Tell I probably, like doing? I said, I probably have fans. I probably have people that don't love it so much. But when we, you know, we came from Utah. Utah has a pretty good scene going on. It's still not, you know, all the BYU people are like, she's trying to make us Utah. No, I'm not. Like, I'm trying BYU to be what BYU can be. You know, and to get them out of that kind of darkness that they've been in. And like we've talked about labels, stop pretending you're a losing team. You know, <laughs> I mean, be what you want to be. You need to create a new energy. So when we went to um, the very first game down at um, LaVille Edwards, we got there three hours early. We pulled into an empty parking lot. We were literally like, where's like the dancing cougar and the hot cougarettes and Mm -hmm. you know where's the people like potlucking don't mormons potluck like what's Mm -hmm. going on here nothing nothing by like game four or five they started a family tent thank heavens where we would you know get to go as a family and they had a dj and they had great food and i was always in there dancing and it kind of relaxed my mind so that i could um you know go in and and watch the game and so as the season kind of ended i was kind of like man you know, I'm just, from what I come from, the family that I have, I just hate being a part of anything that's half-assed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I need a different level if we're going to be here. And kind of my my thing, my mantra or whatever, is that, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of a game, at the end of my class, at the end of my life, can I just sit back and go, I did everything I could do. I did everything that I possibly could do to make this the best thing it is, mm-hmm. you know? So I started, um, Twitter was my was kind of my um, platform that I used. Um, it's been negative at times for me, but I used that as a way to get them to listen. So I started, and I was, I've never been like, oh, BYU sucks. I never said anything like that. I just said, you know, if you want these boys to win, you need to create a winning environment for them. You know, where's the, um, the the smoke and where's the the fancy this and that, and the tailgating, and, and I went through all these things. So as I slowly started, you know, adding what we needed to do different, um, BYU called and said, do you want to talk to us about something? I said, actually, I got a whole list. That would be great. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> and um, David Elmendova is in charge of all that stuff, and he was – he was amazing. I mean, he, you know, they have a lot of red tape down there. It's not the same as, as another university, you know. They're dealing with a lot of stuff, church and state and school and everything and trying to keep everybody happy. Mm-hmm. And um, so we went over some things and um, they ended up, we ended up coming up with a thing called Cougar Canyon where they closed the whole road west of the stadium. They have DJ bands, thousands of people come. And, and I talked to him a lot about unity. You know, I said, we have a family tent on the south end. They have a legacy tent on the east side. They have, you know, Cougar Club on this side. They have a tailgate that they let people come, like a, it's like a tiny one behind Baskin Robbins a mile away. I'm like, you need to unify all these people. They need to feel like they're on the same team so that our team, our players, feel like they have unity behind them and they have people to play for, you know? And so we talked a lot about colors. You know, your Navy and Royal. 
pick a color, man. It's called branding. <laughs> Big companies do it. You sure. brand and you need a color. Royal is much more vibrant. It's much more electric, you know? And um, so we went through all that and they've done an amazing job. I and mean, we've had over um, 62,000 every game this season so far and I mean the fans are learning to get on their feet and they're cheering and they're loving their team and what's kind of happening in turn and this is what I told him is you know with no experience no game day experience your people come down BYU is a big stadium so I mean you come down an hour before because there's nothing going on and um, you fight the traffic because that freeway can be horrid and you park a mile away and you come in and you sit down and your team loses and you're pissed and you never want to come back. Mm -hmm. If you create and you like this memory, tradition, amazing family experience, you know, then it all becomes about that. And the game is just some entertainment, right? Mm -hmm. So you meet people there, you know, that you only see on game day every year, your old friends, you meet people that you would have never met that have common interests, you know, your kids have little whys on their cheeks, you've been throwing footballs, there's big gigantic games playing. And then you go in and your team loses and you're like, oh, that sucks, but that was the best day ever. Mm. You know oh, what I mean? I love it. I mean, I said, look at somebody like Tennessee. I promise you 90% of the people in that stadium, they may be high. Let's say 75. Don't even go for the game. Yeah. You know, they go for for the tradition. Yeah. They go for family and friends, and that's that's what runs those small towns back yeah. there, back east. Yeah. That's what makes the SEC so amazing. Making an event, Cougar Day instead of that's Cougar right. Game. Let's yeah, make it's it not about day. the game. Make a you know, day experience. Oh yeah. So we've been going down, and it's been so fun. It's been that's great. Cool. Good job, yeah. Lise. Tell me about the Cougar Board. How's that Ugh. going for you? Explain actually, to the listeners what's the Cougar Board. <laughs> I actually really tried to stay off a of Cougar Board because it can be a little toxic. It. Um, Cougar it's board. so Cougar Board is like a forum. <laughs> I know, isn't that funny? Where everybody is faceless and nameless. You might get some crazy people on the Cougar Board. Yeah, well, none of them have a face or a name, but Twitter's the same. So Twitter can be just as toxic. Twitter doesn't have any faces or names either. I think there's me and like 10 people on all of Twitter that have their name and their face. It's super weird. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like if you have something to say, stand behind it, show yeah, your face, sure. right? Absolutely. I mean, freak. Don't you, hide. Yeah, you think your team sucks? You want to say that? and Put your face out there and say it, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and so I don't really understand that. I did um, actually post, I, um, I called everybody out. I said, I, I'm challenging you to put your face and your name on your Twitter because it'll make you think twice before you type something out. Comment. You know, because people just, <laughs> and then, then they go on their way and they don't know that that comment made me cry for two days for two weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Which it shouldn't. I shouldn't mm -hmm. care what they think. But of course, well, everybody do. does. We do, you know? Um, so Cougar Board's just kind of a forum, kind of like Twitter. Um, it's, I think it's supposed to technically be more just cougars. Mm -hmm. There are youths that go on there and troll and say some silly stuff. But um, it's kind of a, not a place for families. Yeah. And if I ever end up looking at anything, it's because a friend will text me a screenshot and say, look what they said yeah. about you. <laughs> there might be some dudes on there looking for real cougars on there. Ah. You better be careful with cougar boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, those people that are looking for that, I get messages DM to me on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. I get some pretty horrible messages. So tell me, without using vulgar language, <laughs> 
if that's possible, because we're trying to keep yeah, this podcast keep rated G. Okay. Explain to our listeners what kind of um, derogatory text message you get from these confused human beings that exist on this yeah. planet. Um, for some reason, towards me, most of them are sexual. Mm-hmm. And I get a lot of, I've gotten pictures mm-hmm. of um, body parts. I've gotten um, people saying that I give sexual favors to ESPN really? to get airtime. Wow. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, that some stupid young kid that's not even thinking, right. you know, he's not thinking I'm a human. Mm-hmm. He thinks I'm like some avatar or something right. and is just typing it out. But that stuff really affects me. I'm a sure. mother of six kids. You know, <laughs> I mean, what mm. am I supposed? What am I supposed to say to something like that? So I, mm. I just I choose to block them. Yeah. Um, and I did post that one day. I'm just going to handle all negativity, um, like a middle school child. I'm going to block you because yeah. I don't accept any negative in my real life, and I'm certainly not going to in my fake yeah. life. Yeah, the social media. Yeah, and people sure. can, like I said, people will say, even Zach's like, Mom, just get off of there because it just upsets you. And I said, Zach, I would take a bullet for you. Mm-hmm. I would. And and that's what I'm trying to create an environment for him and his team. They deserve better. Yeah. You know, the first couple games I went to, people were calling out, screaming, fire the coach, get a new quarterback in there. That's BS. Mm-hmm. You know, come on. Yeah. You know, we support our people, good or bad. That's yeah. what we do. That's, you know. That's just how you be a good human. And um, so that's how I'm trying to create this positive environment. And then in the meantime, I'm just getting all this negative, really um, inappropriate stuff on the backside. You need to get into porn. You need to, I mean, I don't wear anything, (laughs) you know. Revealing. I wear T-shirts and you see me every day. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm usually covered neck to ankle. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Crazy human yeah, beings. Yeah, very sad. Yeah. It makes me sad. I feel like they're destroying our society one click at a time. Yeah. And they're really frustrated with themselves because only a confused, frustrated human being right. throws out negative rants. You know, what's right. really going on in their mind? Oh. If they really understood that a lot of us human beings understand that only negative comments, it, it says a lot about the human being oh, behind yeah, the comment. Sure. Which is sad. Very, very sad. Because and, uh, and it does make me go, wow. Like, what are they going through? Yeah. That that sure. would make them feel better. To want to be able to, to say, say that, that to knock me down. What are you trying to do? With when your I'm just language? supporting a son. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's it, they didn't come from. We're going to beat Utah. Our quarterbacks bet. I never, ever. Everything I always say is just positive. Yeah. Never, never anything about Utah. Or, it's it's crazy. That's yeah. the world, though. It is. That's a lot of confusion Sad. out there. Sad to me. I can attest, Lisa, that you're a wonderful lady, though. Thanks. So Thanks, friend. Don't. Uh, and I'm, that I'm not into porn. Don't take and it I'd, personal. I'm not a stripper. You're as sweet as they come. <laughs> Thanks. So tell me about a couple of the messages you mentioned to me. A couple Zach got over some gamblers that were frustrated. Yeah. What is he his? does. After big games like that that are kind of upsets, and he got a couple last year, um... He does. He gets death threats. People tell him, F this, F that, you F in this, F in that. You better send me money. I'll kill you. Like it's his fault. They bet on their own team. Yep. Hello. Yeah. And they made me really nervous in the beginning. I was really stressed out about it. And then my husband's like, you really think they're going to fly out here from Tennessee? 
<laughs> to yeah. kill him. I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe. It's crazy. Anyone that's going to bet, you'd think, wouldn't have the money to fly out here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and they lost know. their money. <laughs> yeah. So Now they can't afford to get over yeah, here. Yeah, now they can't afford it. Yeah. It's just words. People yeah. like like to use words to explain their frustrations. Yeah. Can you imagine just like picking an athlete up, just writing a bunch of trash? I can't believe it. I know. That it just says again a lot about the human being yeah, sending so the weird text. To me. Zach, I'm gonna kick your ass because you cost me X amount of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, did you ever look in the mirror to see who placed the bet? That was not weird. Hello? I just can't imagine like Privately DMing anyone like that. It's cr- crazy. Um, tell me, Lisa, what's one small act of kindness that you'll never forget that you've experienced yourself? Um, and this one's just coming to mind because it just happened yesterday. Yeah, cool. Um, and I think one thing that was bothering me so bad about these people blowing me up on Twitter is not just the people that were blowing me up and saying these horrible things about me and my son, but that nobody would come to my aid. Mm. You know, where are we going? Why are you talking to her like that? She is a mother, Mm -hmm. you know? Why would you ever comment about a mom like that? Why would you ever say that about this poor kid that's just like busting his ass for our freaking entertainment? You know, where the why are we not sticking up to these bullies? Mm-hmm. You know, since my kids were little, I've always told them, if anybody picks on your brothers or your sisters or any of your friends, punch them right in the freaking face, mm-hmm. and then I'll help you. I'll help mm-hmm. you get out of that. I'll be there. Yeah, but do not allow people to bully people in this world. Like, that is really important to me. So these adult bullies, like, and all these people, millions of people just sat back and watched it. Like these really horrid comments. And so this girl yesterday, just out of the blue, um, a guy corrected something. I posted a Utah fan. And this girl just, like, strong is, I mean, she just, like, stood right up to him and said, you know, I've seen a couple things you guys have posted to this lady. It is completely unnecessary. Like, just, like... And I was shocked how fast he backed down. Really? Oh, yeah. He, I thought he would come back at her. Okay. And um, he actually he said, thanks for calling me out. And then um, she said, yeah, well, I just think it's ridiculous. You can't just mind your own business. Mm-hmm. You know, you have nothing to... Why are you reading her stuff? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he said, have a good night. And all of his stuff was deleted. And really? I went... Ugh. What if we all did that? What if we all stood up for what was right? You know, think of how the world would change. So I wrote her a message and I'm just like, ah, girl, thanks for having my back. Like you're the first person. It's been really emotional for me. And I was trying to be strong and not write them back because I can't respond to them or it gets worse. So I can't do it. I can't stick up for myself. But I'm like, you have no idea what you just did for me. And she's like, girl, I got you. She's like, there's no reason you should be treated that way. Wow. So I said, I'd love to meet you at the next game. Come find me. You know, so so just if all, what if all of us did that? Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Just call people's bluff. Yeah. I mean, I was shocked. He just like went right back down all the things erased. That was uh, what I call um, God in action. Yeah. It was awesome. And it was a young girl, like not a... 
you know? She's God. Yeah, it was awesome. Beautiful, sweet little soul. It was awesome. And like as much like like sadness as it's made me feel in the last couple, that one moment, my heart just like filled back up and I went, it's going to be all right. Yeah, that's so neat. As long as we got a few good ones around, and, uh, right? And isn't it amazing just that once you get how many negative comments and you get one kind comment and then All what I that does for that. your soul. <laughs> All I needed was that. Uh, it's beautiful. But I needed it. I needed it. Like yeah. I needed it to be it's good repaired. Timing. Yeah, it was good. You're always being, always, always, always being taken care of, I believe. Yeah. You know, people got your back. I think so. Just make sure you're... Well, I think... I think that there's lots of people that were sitting there horrified reading it, you know, and wanted to do something, but they didn't dare. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think there aren't good people out there. I think that we just need to stand up for what we believe, yeah, you know, sure. and, and stand up for people. Got to believe in kindness and love. That's yep. what you got to believe in. Yeah. All right. One more question, Lise. What's your biggest fear on this planet? What would you say? My biggest fear on this planet. Jeez. Um, gosh. Probably my biggest fear would not even like death because we're all going to die. <laughs> we're all going to lose our parents and our neighbors and our friends and our... Pretty much. You know, um, if I had to pick one, probably that... Um, that I would lose any of my kids um, to their own hands. Yeah. Huh. Just that I wouldn't be um, present enough to know yeah. that they were in pain or or yeah, any friend. Sure. Yeah. That I would miss something. Yeah. And that goes for my siblings, my kids, anyone that's in my yeah. world, in my yeah. circle of life, that... Um, just that I wasn't present enough, that yeah. I wasn't in tune enough, yeah. that I didn't pay attention enough. Cool. That's a good thought. I got a lot of thoughts on that for you, too. <laughs> we'll share at the gym. Okay. Over an avocado um, toast. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, anything else that you wanted to share? Not really. That you can think of? Um, I just want people to be kind. I just yeah. want them to think before they talk. I want them to love people, you know, know that people aren't perfect. Yeah. And everybody's just trying. Everybody's doing their best. Yeah. Some get more confused than others. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of why I started this podcast, you know, help people just slow down and listen and learn yeah. how to be kind. Pay attention. Yeah, be yeah. aware. Notice yeah. your words. They do yeah, take notice a... Notice your words. I had to change my Twitter to be kind or go away. Oh, really? <laughs> my that's husband's beautiful. like, that's so silly. I'm like, dude, I just don't. It's true. I just don't want it around me. Yeah. I'm just. It's tough. Hmm. Well, I think I met you in a different level than I've ever understood you before. Today. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. It was good. Well, that's why this is so fun. Like, I you. get to sit with somebody for 90 minutes and ask questions. When do, would you sit me with me at the gym for 90 minutes and have a discussion? I mean, We're always just in a hurry. Yeah, everyone's right. going too We're fast, running. Right? Yeah. So I actually get to sit and hear your mind. Yeah. You know, that's what we call this the mind's gym. See, yeah. sit and listen to your mind and how you process information. And it's just so cool. Just a completely different connection than we've had before. Yeah. 
It is. And I appreciate it. Yeah. And, uh, I love being with you. And I thank you. Um, I always leave our listeners with an exercise. And so you could listen this. Might, All right. This I would love might to hear be it. for you. This might be for Lisa. me. I do think we're in tune. And so maybe you felt something today that maybe. I needed this. Maybe. Um, so here's one exercise you can do this week. I always leave the listeners with an exercise um, to kind of help them understand their minds and slow down. But this is your homework. Go with the flow. Don't force anything. Kind of let the world slash universe decide the outcome. Don't push anything beyond its evolution. Like work, relationships, friends, kids, loved ones, just kind of let them be and let the world decide what's going to show up. Everything is always working for you, not against you. When you are really aware of what's going on. And I'm a big fan of the Tao. It's the process of of nature by which all things change and which um, is to be followed for a life of harmony. So again, trust the process and go with the flow and similar to the ride and the wave. And just know that you're always being taken care of. And how do we slow down like this and kind of take a back seat and look for the benefit in every experience? which you talked about earlier, and question every single negative experience, with, uh, which is what I do with the work of Byron Katie. And if anybody out there needs assistance or wants a facilitator, you can contact me or someone that lives in your area, and the work can easily be done over FaceTime or any other outlet. So again, I thank you, Lise. Uh, I call her Lise, but Lisa, for taking the time out of your day and spending it with me. Um, I uh, really appreciate it. Yeah. And you're, you're a sweet gal. Thanks for having me. Sweeter than I thought. <laughs> oh. No, I see always you. knew you were a good woman. Thanks. I see her all the time, so I knew she was an amazing. Maybe I'll get you on a bike lady. one day in my class. I'll do it. Come in. I'll do it. See for what sure. I'm all about. I need to sit, come in there, and listen to you swear at everybody. Yeah, I don't swear at them. I don't swear. You swear I don't, with them. Yeah, no, I don't say like. Like get your ass going or anything. I it's know. more You're like, welcome. it's more like um, I told you, it's all motivating about I you know, know making things happen and being happy and You're just getting people to wake up. Yeah. Sometimes you got to use harsh language. Sometimes to get you people do. To listen. Yeah. No. It's kind of more like, are you unhappy at your own damn fault? Stuff yes. like that. Yeah. It's kindly motivating. Harsh. Yes. They have to know I mean words. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody there loves you. I hear all <laughs> your. I get all the comments. I love, they love them. it. I love so them. We're lucky to have you, Lisa. Thanks. You're a gem. So thanks. thanks out again. This thanks to you all. This is the Mind's Gym podcast. And peace out. <laughs>